0: Episode of the Dunkle Index podcast. I'm Ben Dunkle, and here with me today is a guy who's been dealing with load management for almost 30 years now. That's my dad, Bob (laughs) Dunkle.
1: Yeah, boy, uh, Kawhi Leonard, if I'd known uh, load management was going to become such a big deal, I would have uh, trademarked that phrase a long time ago and could have retired a very rich man by now. But uh, yeah, there's no sitting out of games though here for the Dunkel Index. Let me tell you, we're back for another week with our ten to talk about. Uh, good week last week, uh, seven and three. That's back to back seven and three against the spreads for the Dunkel College Index. So hopefully we deliver ten more winners this week.
0: Yes, University of Dunkel.
1: University of Dunkel. Yes, um, it's a low bar to get into. That's for sure. All are welcome. Always room for one more. (laughs) Always room. I don't
0: know if you'll leave with much of a degree, but uh, you'll have a good time. So um, the big game this week is LSU versus Alabama. And uh, we actually don't have it in our tent to talk about, but I thought it might be a good way to lead off um, talking about the the week 11 and the college football schedule. So any thoughts on that game uh, this weekend?
1: You know, I'm excited. Uh, it's been a while uh, since LSU and Alabama has been as noteworthy as it is this year. Um, Alabama has dominated the series in, in recent years, and that's largely because uh, the Tigers have been unable to move the ball consistently. But as we've talked about in a number of weeks past, because we've had LSU a couple times in our 10 to talk about uh, with Joe Burrow, a quarterback, uh, they've had no trouble. Uh, matriculating the ball down the field. So, you know, we'll see how they handle it against Alabama. I, I didn't put this on our 10. Um, we've got LSU plus the points, but uh didn't feel as strongly as I feel about these other 10. Uh, I'm a little worried about just how good this LSU team is going to be on the road in, in Tuscaloosa. Seems like the kind of game where Saban might flex some muscle. Uh, Nobody's really talking up Bama. Of course, they are in the final four, at least I should say the initial four, of the uh, college football playoff committee's selection. Um, I was a little surprised by that as an aside. I would have thought Clemson would have made it uh, just by virtue of being undefeated and the reigning national champion and certainly number one in the dunkel index, not that we're a factor in that, but I think they use similar metrics in measuring uh, the teams, Uh, but Clemson was number five, but I don't, I don't read too much into that other than when somebody stumbles. And of course this weekend with the LSU Alabama game, one of those teams is guaranteed to stumble. Uh, You know, Clemson is in prime position to move in. So I I fully expect Clemson to be there in the end, but it it was somewhat noteworthy to me that they weren't in the initial four.
0: Mm -hmm. But yeah,
1: excited about that game. Uh, We're going with LSU, but uh, not in our top 10 this week.
0: Yeah, no, I don't blame you for staying away. Uh, Not a lot of comparisons you can really make to that game. I think what I saw, this is the first time in the Saban era, Alabama has not been favored by at least double digits in a home
1: game. Wow, is that right? I mm-hmm. missed that little factoid. Makes sense. I mean, it's just a machine down there in Tuscaloosa. Tua's been a little banged up, but I think he'll he'll be ready to play. Uh, you know, it's great great offense on Alabama's part, great defense on LSU's part, and and vice versa with the LSU offense and Alabama defense. So it. It should live up to the expectations. Sometimes these games don't, but this one has a major, what do we call instant classic written all over it. So uh, certainly be tuning in on that one. All right.
0: That reference is an instant classic. Um, all right. So let's get going with our first game, first official game here. Uh, it's Illinois at Michigan State. Illinois is 5-4 overall this year, 6-3 and three against the spread and number 76 in the index. Michigan State's four and four overall, just two and six against the spread and number 34 in the index. Vegas line here is Michigan State by 14 and a half. What do you think?
1: Yeah, well, it's been quite a while since anybody's been excited about the alumni, but five and four, nine games in, um, you know, that's, that's a great season in Illinois' books, certainly in recent years. And Lovie Smith gets a lot of credit. A lot of times the NFL coaches, when they move over to the college level, uh, don't exactly do well. But Lovie seems to have the Illini in the right direction. They come into this with a three-game winning streak. And, of course, shocked the college football world a couple weeks ago when they knocked off Wisconsin, which really started a domino effect of major upsets. We saw Georgia fall, and then uh, we saw Oklahoma fall. So it all really started with Illinois beating Wisconsin. And he's done it with a lot of defense. And they've uh they now lead the nation in, in force fumbles with 17 and turnovers with 22. So playing good defensive football there, which you know makes sense. That was the kind of the hallmark of Lovey's Bears teams back when he took them to the Super Bowl. But the uh Illini have not done that well on the road. Um and they come into this one just two and five against the spread in their last seven road games. Spartans definitely need that struggle uh, to take advantage of, because uh, right now Sparty is having trouble taking advantage of anything. They've lost three straight, uh, granted, against uh, ranked teams, Ohio State, Wisconsin, and Penn State. They hit the meat of their Big Ten schedule the last three games, and they really just got rolled, losing by a combined 100 to 17. I mean, just not even competitive. But they have had success uh, against Illinois, especially at home, uh, where they've gone 5-1 and one against the spread in their last six over the Illini. So on this one, uh, you've got a team that's won three straight against a team that's lost three straight, and yet the line says Michigan State by 14.5. The Dunkel Index is actually in agreement with that. Uh, Dunkel Index margin, it has Michigan State favored by 17.5. So, I uh, think that uh, despite Michigan State's struggles and Illinois' success in recent weeks, uh, the Spartans continue their dominance over the Illini and cover the spread on this one.
0: All right, let's go from Sparty to Vandy. Vanderbilt at Florida. Uh, Vanderbilt's two and six overall this year, one and seven against the spread, and number 92 in the index. Florida's seven and two overall, five and four against the spread, and number 10 in the index. And you know, we don't have an SEC bias here. The Vegas line is Florida by 26. What do you think? Yeah, that's a high
1: number, um especially for a gator team that I do worry has a little bit of a hangover coming off of uh, last week's cocktail party against Georgia which didn't turn out to be much of a party for Florida. Georgia dominated that game. That was a that was a bad loss for the index last week. We had the Gators straight up and uh, never never really competitive in that. They did get a touchdown late that made the score look halfway decent at 24-17, but um, Florida really never had a shot to win. Um that being said, it's you know been a nice story for them at quarterback with Kyle Trask filling in for for Le- Felipe Franks and Trask continued to look pretty good against the Bulldogs, but overall has been really good. He's thrown for over sixteen hundred yards and sixteen TDs against only four picks. Uh, and you know, the Gators have taken advantage of teams that have have been struggling. Uh, They're four zero against the spread in their last four against teams with a losing record. So. That seems to point uh, in the right direction with Vandy coming to town the the poor Commodores uh, you know have fallen back to the bottom of the SEC where they traditionally have resided um, the James Franklin years kind of brought them back out of that but they seem to have fallen back into the into that mode uh, they just can't get it right right now a quarterback they've had two QBs Mo Hassan and Riley Neal, who've been battling to get back from concussions um, last week in their 24 to 7 loss to South Carolina. They managed only 76 yards through the air, um, and they're now just 3 and 8 against the spread in their last 11 after scoring less than 20 points. So all that kind of adds up to, I think, the Gators, even with a hangover uh, from the cocktail party, being able to get back into the win column and, and win in a big way against a Vanderbilt team that just cannot move the ball and will be running up against a good Gator defense. So you said the line's 26 on this. dunkel Index margin has the Gators by 29.5. So we're going to take Florida to win and cover.
0: All right, and if uh, you thought that was a big line, get ready for this next one. It's UMD at Ohio State. Maryland is three and six now overall this year, four and five against the spread. Number fifty-four in the index. Ohio State is eight and zero overall, seven and one against the spread. Uh, number two in the index, and the Vegas line here is Ohio State by forty-two and a half.
1: What I'm the hook. Don't forget the hook there. Yes. Oh watch that be, watch that be critical. <laughs> Might want to tease that one down a little bit. Um, yeah, boy, uh, how the season has changed for Maryland. Uh, I guess we start there. Um, you know, two wins early uh, over Howard and Syracuse. Big margins. Michael Loxley uh, had a lot of excitement going in College Park, but... That excitement has dissipated in the uh, face of six losses in their last seven with the only win coming against, thank goodness for Maryland's uh, having Rutgers uh, in the Big Ten with them because at least there's a Rutgers below them on just about every statistical board. And that was that was a one win during that uh, during that time frame. So. You know, the Terps have found the road especially tough. Uh, they're just 5-16 and 16 against the spread in their last 21 uh, away from home. Uh, their D has been awful of late, and they ranked dead last in the conference in passing defense, allowing 262.8 yards through the air. Um, that points to a very, very bad direction going in against the Ohio State Buckeyes, who— Most teams would be thrilled just to have one Heisman candidate. But right now, the Buckeyes are boasting three. Uh, I think you put Justin Fields in there at quarterback. He's thrown for 24 TDs. He's run for nine more. I think you put uh, defensive end Chase Young in that category. He leads the nation in 13 and a half sacks. And you put running back J.K. Dobbins there, who's – Rushed for over a thousand yards, averaging over seven yards per carry. And Ryan Day is just loaded right now, and the Buckeyes are winning and winning big. Uh, they're nine and zero against the spread in their last nine. After a win by more than twenty points, and they went into last week's bye week following that huge thirty-eight to seven win over Wisconsin. Um, they've got uh, two, you know, relatively easy games here in the next two weeks with Maryland this week and then Rutgers next week. And then we've got the final two against Penn State and Michigan, which will go a long way toward determining the final four, I think, uh, for the playoffs. Um, certainly, um, Ohio State and Penn State both in there right now. That game's going to really be big. But um the Buckeyes can ill afford to uh, let their guard down. Uh, last year, uh, they went into College Park, only beat Maryland by a point. Um, so that should serve as a reminder uh, that the Terps can move the ball. And uh, I just don't see them letting their guard down on this one. Uh, Dunkle Index has uh, the margin at 46.5 points, as you said, Ben. Vegas line is forty two and a half. That's a lot of points. But right now, Ohio State's putting up a lot of points. And I see them clamping down on Maryland enough to cover that.
0: All right. Now, for those of you out there listening, I begged to get this game taken off the slate. But uh, <laughs> you think you have FSU figured out? You think you've got a beat on them, so we'll talk about it. FSU at BC. Florida State is four and five overall this year, three, five and one against the spread and number 62 in the index. Moving up. Boston College, five and four overall this year, six and three against the spread, number 64 in the index. Vegas line here is Boston College by two and a half, but you think you know better yeah well i you know i oh boy yeah well i I do know that uh
1: that we don't have Willie Dagger to talk about anymore. I'm gonna miss old Willie uh he was only there for a year and a half, uh nine and twelve over that time frame and and how much is he gonna make in the buyout? what was it seventeen million or something like that? I
0: mean, yeah, put it on his headstone uh are you getting a little piece of that action? a uh, good thing you're not going to school there anymore um, I think. They call me at least once a week asking me to <laughs> for, for finish paying for that contract. Fund, I
1: was going to say, um, well, hopefully you recognize the number and don't pick up. Um, Spam likely. An old name from the past, Odell Hagen's. I remember Odell Hagen's on some of those great Seminole teams, D&D uh, on playing defense. So, you know, it, it's the right script, when, when things hit rock bottom, bring back a guy from the glorious past. And uh, so Hagen's fills in on an interim basis. Uh, you know, the as we expected, I think we called it when it first happened, the, the quarterback tandem of Blackman and Hornbrook just never really clicked. And, you know, big part of that problem has been the offensive line. I mean, I just am shocked that Florida State Cannot line up, uh, an offensive line that, that it can protect the quarterback, but they're now fourth, uh, worst in FBS in terms of number of sacks allowed at 35. So it, you know, the 27 to 10 loss to Miami, which, which the index was all over on that one. We liked the hurricanes in that one, but that was the last straw and the administration decided to head in a different direction and, uh, Ushered Willie Taggart out of there. So they head to Boston College, and Boston College definitely comes in feeling good. Uh they ran up a big score on Syracuse last week, 58 to 27. The orange are uh spiraling downward very quickly. And no surprise, uh AJ Dillon there. Uh, do-everything running back is, has been kind of the main cog in that offense, and, and he's now uh, second in the nation in rushing with over 1,200 yards. But BC has had trouble maintaining their momentum, and they come into this just 1-4 and ATS in their last five following a win, and that includes 52-point loss to Clemson two weeks ago following their win over F, uh, NC State. So combination of a little coaching shake-up, maybe shake the players a little bit out of their funk. Got Odell Hagan's on the sideline there. He's promising that, that the Knolls, uh have not given up this year. And BC just has not been able to really get a, a stretch together uh, playing dominant football. So That one points to, in this case, FSU. The line has moved in the BC direction. It's up to two and a half. The Dunkel Index uh, has this one, Florida State, favored by two and a half straight up. So still a lot of talent there in Tallahassee. Maybe properly directed. uh, FSU can come out of this one with a win, but certainly uh, take the Knowles and the two and a half.
0: Upset alert. Uh, and so our next game is Purdue at Northwestern. Purdue is three and six overall this year, five and four against the spread and number 67 in the index. Northwestern is one and seven overall, two and six against the spread and number 73 in the index. Vegas line here is Northwestern by two. What, what's going on here?
1: Yeah, well, yeah, 1-7 seventeen uh, actually favored. Uh, they are at home. But I think this is more a reflection of Purdue's uh, struggles at quarterback. Um, yeah, they got a big win last week uh, against Nebraska. But the bad news was they lost quarterback Jack Plummer for the season. Uh, he broke his ankle late in that game. Um, He was the second QB of the season. So now they're down to uh, walk on Aiden O'Connell, who becomes the third Boilermaker uh, QB of the season. Um, The Wildcats have an Aiden of their own at quarterback, Aiden Smith, uh, but he has been very ineffective, just 5 of 12 last week for 47 yards in the loss to Indiana. They lost 34-3 to the Hoosiers. Poor Pat Fitzgerald's team has now lost six straight, um, and the last three have come by a combined score of 106 to six. But the Wildcats, big bud here, they have done well against Purdue in recent years. In fact, they've won their last five against the Boilermakers, uh, including 31-27 win last year on the road. So, this one has Northwestern by two, uh, moving that way. I think it opened with Purdue, possibly favored on the road, to, or at least a pickup game, but it's moving north- Northwestern's direction. Dunkel Index is in agreement with this. Uh, we think Northwestern, uh, should be favored closer to five and a half on this. So despite the worst start for the Wildcats since 1989, They do find a way to beat Purdue. They continue that trend, Northwestern, uh, to cover the two. All
0: right, sounds good. And uh, with that one, let's take a quick break. So let's get started again with Western Kentucky at Arkansas, Western Kentucky is five and four overall this year, six and three against the spread number 97 in the index and Arkansas two and seven overall this year, two and seven against the spread number 112 in the index Vegas line here, Arkansas by two and a half. What do you think?
1: Yeah, we've highlighted, uh, I think, some teams that have really struggled. Some of the bigger programs, certainly talking about Florida State, Northwestern, uh, Michigan State. You know, they may all take a backseat to Arkansas. I mean, what has happened down there in Fayetteville? Uh, it's just been a train wreck. They've uh, gone through two QBs now trying to find that magic mix, uh, Nick Starkle and, and Ben Hicks neither one could really get the job done. So QB number three uh, comes in for Chad Morris. Uh, John Stephen Jones. um, If that Jones name rings a bell, it should. He's the grandson of Dallas Cowboys coach Jerry Jones, uh, an Arkansas alum. So uh, he comes in uh, and will take over this week. Uh, But Comes in and, and quarterbacks a team that's now just two nine and two against the spread in the last thirteen non-conference games. So, not surprisingly, uh, Arkansas has been struggling across the board, but uh, definitely has struggled when they've gone outside of the SEC. Western Kentucky, uh, boy, the Hilltoppers uh, have done pretty well this year: five and four, six and three against the spread. Uh, And they're quarterbacked by, irony of ironies, former Arkansas quarterback, Ty Story. So Ty Story returns to Fayetteville. Uh, This would be a nice little reminder to all the folks down there, if you can pull off the upset here, of what they're missing out on. Um, And he did lead the Hilltoppers to a four-game winning streak earlier this year. But uh, it's really been the defense that's been the story during that stretch. Uh, they had allowed just 38 points. And Western Kentucky has done pretty well on the road recently. They're 4-0 against the spread in their last four road games. So the line alone is like OMG uh, with Arkansas only favored by 2.5 against Western B- Kentucky. But Uncle Index thinks that's actually too generous in Arkansas, uh, direction. We've got Western Kentucky, a favorite straight up by five points. So we are going to take Western Kentucky, uh, plus the two and a half and, uh, give the old upset alert here and we're fully expecting the Hilltoppers to come out of Fayetteville with a straight up victory. All
0: right. So next up we have Georgia tech at UVA. Georgia Tech is two and six overall this year, one and seven against the spread and number 95 in the index. Virginia is six and three overall, four, four and one against the spread and number 32 in the index. Vegas line here is Virginia by 15 and a half. Who you got?
1: Yeah. Well, I think this fits into the mode for this week, another program that had success in the past at Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. have just really have struggled this year. Um, Post-Paul Johnson and the triple option now gone. So, you know, the the adjustment, I think, was expected to be uh, difficult, and it has been uh, down there for Tech. But they still are playing some defense. And, uh, in fact, they rank second right now in the ACC in pass defense and 20th in the country, only allowing 187 yards per game. So. They're playing hard uh, down there. They forced three turnovers last week, held Pitt to 20 points. not that Pitt's ever put uh, put up a lot of points, but they were in that game the whole game. Um, So they definitely have not thrown in the towel on the season just yet. Cavs are coming off a a big win, 38-31 over North Carolina, Uh, and their quarterback, Bryce Perkins, who when he's on uh, can be very – Dynamic And was last week. In fact, he became just the fifth FBS quarterback since 2000 to throw for th- over 350 yards and three TDs and rush for over 100 yards and two TDs. Very Lamar Jackson-like. Uh, so Perkins had a big game. The Who's got a big win. Uh, but on this one, uh, it just seems too high. Um, a line, especially given that uh, Virginia has not played that well uh, against teams that they should roll over. In fact, they're just one in four against the spread in their last five against a team with a losing record. So, coming off of that big win, see maybe a little bit of a letdown here. Tech's still playing hard. Uh, we'll take the Yellow Jackets in the 15.5. Georgia Tech's defense keeps them in the game.
0: All right, moving on, we have Kansas State at Texas. K-State is 6 and 2 overall this year, 6 and 2 against the spread and number 23 in the index. UT is 5 and 3 overall, 4 and 4 against the spread and number 15 in the index. Vegas line here is Longhorns by 7. What do you think?
1: Yeah, well, Kansas State, uh, we started off the uh, podcast talking about the giant killer, Illinois, which knocked off Wisconsin. I'd say the other giant killer this year is Kansas State, uh, which knocked off Oklahoma. And followed that up with a nice road win against Kansas, an improved Kansas team under Les Miles. So couldn't take that one for granted, but they beat the Jayhawks 38-10 to 10 in Lawrence. And they found a nice quarterback in Skylar Thompson who's had eight rushing touchdowns uh, over the last couple of games. So they haven't really been doing it through the air, but they've been doing it on the ground, which is how they tend to do it there in Manhattan. And that formula definitely has been successful over the last couple of weeks. But going into Texas, uh, the Longhorns are coming off a much-needed bye week. Um, Started off a rough three-game stretch with, the loss to Oklahoma in the Red River shootout uh, followed that up with a narrow win over Kansas, uh, only beat the Jayhawks by two points and came in as a 20-point favorite. And then they lost to TCU two weeks ago. Uh, so they definitely needed the bye week. And they get back several uh, people, on, especially on the defensive end, uh, who will be key, including their safeties, B.J. Foster and Caden Stearns. And Texas has won the last two games against the Wildcats, including going into Manhattan last year and winning by five, 19 to 14. So home field has been the key in this series uh, of late, um, with the home team going 6-0-1 against the spread in the last seven. Uh, So we look for the Longhorns to actually continue that trend this week. Vegas has Texas favored by seven. The Dunkel Index has... The Longhorns favored by nine. So we will take the Longhorns minus the seven.
0: Next up is everyone's favorite fade, Tennessee at Kentucky. UT, four and five overall this year, five and four against the spread, number 79 in the index. Kentucky's four and four overall, six and two against the spread, number 38 in the index. And I'm going to go ahead and say it, upset alert here. Vegas line is Tennessee by one. What do you think? Well, yeah, they were our
1: favorite fade there for the first couple of weeks, but Jeremy Pruitt's actually got them playing some decent ball and they've won three of their last four and their only loss during that stretch was 35, 13 to Bama and they came in a 34 and a half point underdog. So they kept it well within the spread on that one. So can't necessarily fade Tennessee uh, automatically right now. Even at um, number seventy nine, even at number seventy nine, um, but they've and they've won thirty two of the last thirty four against Kentucky, so they have dominated that this series. But Kentucky's had a little bit of a spark since they turned uh, receiver Lynn Bowden into their starting quarterback. Of course, they lost. Terry Wilson, early in the season, went to uh, Sawyer Smith as uh, the fill-in. He didn't get it done, so they have converted Bowdoin into a quarterback, and he sparked the offense. Um, Can't really do it through the air. In fact, he's completing 40.5% of his passes. I mean, in an era when 60% is commonplace, um, that's really poor. But He's a machine running the ball and has rushed for 499 yards over his last three games. Just been kind of a sledgehammer type offense. He had over a 200 yard performance against Mizzou. So by week last week for the Wildcats, I'm sure uh, Bowden probably spent most of it in bed, uh, just healing from those previous three games. But Dunkle Index likes Kentucky at home in this one. In fact, uh, the Wildcats have been very good at home of late. They're 5-0 and against the spread in their last five there in Lexington. So Mark Stoops' team uh, finds a way to get this one done. Uh, Dunkle Index has Kentucky favored straight up on this one by one and a half. So as you said, Ben, upset alert. Uh, we'll take the Wildcats to pick up a rare win against the volunteers they'll be celebrating in lexington on saturday night they'll
0: remember that one for generations for generations storm the field get ready to storm the field preemptively take down the (laughs) goalposts. all right and rounding out the schedule this week it's wyoming at boise state wyoming is six and two overall this year five and two against the spread number 57 in the index Boise state seven and one overall four and three against the spread and number 28 in the index Vegas line here, Boise state by 13. What do you see?
1: Yeah. We'd like to throw those late night, you know, at least one late night game in there in case the index goes, oh, and nine, uh, we've got a one last chance to recoup. So on this one, uh, we're heading out to Idaho for the Wyoming Boise state showdown, um. Boise coming off a 55-42 to 42 win over San Jose uh, State last week, which was pretty surprising in that they gave up 42 points to the Spartans. But they did uh, find a, a nice little running back in George Helani who uh, rushed for 126 yards and, and four TDs. And they've got their quarterback back, Hank Backmeyer, uh, who missed the previous game with a hip injury. Uh, we remember him well, Ben, from that Florida State game in week one where he led the Broncos to that comeback victory. Uh, he looked pretty decent in his return last week. He was 13 of 17 for 213 yards. And Boise's done a pretty good job of rebounding from poor defensive performances. In fact, they're 15, seven and one against the spread in their last 23 after allowing more than 40 points in the previous game. So, that performance against the Spartans not necessarily a sign of, of bad things to come, especially against Wyoming, which has QB problems right now. Um, their quarterback, Sean Chambers, was ruled out for the remainder of the season because of a knee injury. So they have now gone uh, to Tyler Vanderwall. People may remember that name from last year. Uh, he started nine games for the Cowboys but only completed 48.8% of the passes, which might look pretty good compared to Lynn Bowden's numbers at Kentucky, but against the rest of the QBs in FBS, not getting it done. And this year in limited backup duty has completed just four of 16 passes. So this looks to be a nice uh, time for the Broncos to be taking on the Cowboys. Boise has won 12 of 13. In this series, Uh, Vegas has this a 13 point line. Dunkel index has Boise State favored by 15 and a half. So in the last game of the evening, we're going to take the Broncos to cover the 13 and hopefully end on a winning note. So that's it. Our 10 to talk about. Um, So, yes, good weeks. The previous two hopefully carry that over into this
0: week and uh, another winning week. Yeah, absolutely. Um, feel good about this one, too.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, we got a couple of the big spread games there. Um, we don't have the big LSU-Alabama matchup, as we talked about at the beginning, but we are going with the Tigers in that one. And, uh, no, looking forward. can't believe we're already to Week 11. I mean, my gosh, the season seems to be flying by. We'll be in the bowl season before we know it. And, of course, we did have college basketball tip-off. Had a couple nice wins uh, for the index in the opener, uh, Champions Classic. Uh, We had Duke over Kansas, and we had Kentucky straight up over Michigan State. So um, definitely come check out our college basketball picks as well as our college football picks. Uh, NFL, we've got our podcast up for that as well. So check out our five for the drive this week in the NFL. And then uh, you and I are going to start doing some NBA. Absolutely. So we'll uh, we'll get some input, which happens on as an aside to be uh, the favorite of uh, the dunkel index. We we really enjoy the NBA season, so looking forward to doing a podcast on that and getting our picks up out there for that. So thanks to all our listeners for continuing to tune in. Um, our listens continue to go up, don't they, Ben?
0: Uh, yeah. They are, uh, and you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, pretty much anywhere you want to listen to a podcast. Um, so give us a follow, rate us, review us, all that would be much appreciated. And uh, yeah. yeah, go give a uh, go give them a follow on Twitter at Dunkel Index.
1: Yeah, uh, and uh, I think tonight we uh, put out our top five for the uh, English Premier League. That kicks off tomorrow. So we're doing EPL picks as well. So for all you football fans, check those out. And uh, yeah, so we'll uh, we'll keep our fingers crossed on this week. And Ben, I'll talk to you tomorrow. We'll do our NBA. All
0: right. Sounds good. See you. Okay. See ya. Bye.